Hello and welcome to another episode of Vegan Bites with Nikki, the podcast. On this episode, I have with me Jeunesse. She is the owner of the Youthful Vegan in Trinidad and Tobago. The Youthful Vegan was actually the first vegan restaurant in Trinidad and Tobago. And she is now focusing on her family and, you know, being a stay-at-home mom. Well, work at home, I should say. And she's focusing on her blog, which will share vegan recipes. It's still the youthful vegan everything. And you would get amazing recipes from on her blog as well. So I would like to introduce you. Hi, good day. How are you? Hello? Hello? Yes. Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. But yes, I am. (laughs) Okay, good. So welcome to the podcast. And I want you to tell us a bit about yourself. Tell us you know to share your vegan story with us why you started or became a vegan and just share how it has impacted your life and so on sure well first of all thank you so much for having me you're welcome it's lovely (laughs) i'm glad to be a part of your podcast of course it's great to have you on and you are actually the first person who is residing in trinidad and tobago that i'm interviewing so that's good and i would really love to hear your story coming from someone who is living in trinidad and tobago sure i'd love to tell you my story um well basically i transitioned to a vegan lifestyle in 2013 um it's about a year after i got married and it just i mean it all started from a time i was scrolling through facebook and i stumbled upon um a video a friend shared of chicken farming factory farming um and you know it was it was devastating and that clicking on that link then led me to another link onto youtube and it was a speech called the best speech ever made by gary rofsky and he was basically doing a lecture at university on animal factory farming and i mean that just opened up my eyes to a world like i mean i knew of it before i've actually done a project in college on it before but I didn't know the depth of it and some of these horrific things that factory farming entails. And it devastated me. It hurt me. I mean, I think I cried throughout the whole video. Um, And it resonated with me. It made sense that, I mean, I don't want to say maybe humans are not meant to eat meat at all. I I, I don't want to say that. But for me, seeing what are being done in these factory farms, um, Mass, produce, mass producing meat, it, I didn't want to be a part of that anymore. I did not want to contribute to that. I didn't want to contribute to the suffering, um, the hurt, and all for that to enter my body, actually, suffering of another animal, torture. I didn't want that to be a part of my en- energy. So, I mean, I literally, I watched that one night with my husband, and the next night I stopped eating meat and dairy. I literally did it overnight. And... You know, the rest is history. I, 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 I loved it. I always loved food. I always enjoyed cooking. And as much as transitioning to a plant-based diet was not, it didn't actually have anything to do with health for me at the beginning. It was strictly animal welfare or animal-based. And, you know, so I think I started off just like everyone else, you know, running to buy all these substitutes which I then realized was not that much available in Trinidad, all these things I was seeing on the internet. So that then led me to 
I mean, I had to create a lot more of these dishes on my own because it wasn't available at restaurants. It wasn't the substitutes weren't available in stores then. So I just started experimenting, playing around with dishes and cooking. And, you know, I had lots of fun doing it. I learned the wonderful world of plants and how amazing it can be and how much ingredients can be manipulated into making lovely dishes. Um, you know, being a vegan or having a plant-based diet really and truly is not about eating salads or smoothie bowls all the time. <laughs> there are lots of wonderful meals you can make. That's true. That I can definitely attest to that. You start off thinking that it's about a salad life, but once you get in, you realize that there's so many textures and flavors and different things that you can play with and really enjoy your meals, you know. Correct. Yeah. So um, I know that you have your family and you have two children. How was it uh, being a vegan? Well, of course, for you, I know it wasn't like you transitioned into a vegan lifestyle when you were pregnant. But for persons who maybe, you know, okay, I'm pregnant, so I'm going to be pregnant. But uh, how do I maneuver being vegan? Because, you know, you hear a lot of people who would say, oh, you would miss this vitamin or that vitamin or you would be deficient in this or that when having a child or when growing up a child um, vegan, how has it been right. for you with two children? Well, actually, it's it's been fantastic. I was actually very, very happy that I um, was on the plant-based journey before um, having a child. I think it made it a lot easier for me than, you know, going into it afterwards. I had the knowledge of it already and, of course, throughout my time, it, it became about health because then, of course, doing all this research about it, all these different types of food, I realized that, you know, and watching all these other documentaries, that it is, in fact, a healthier diet. So it can be a lot healthier diet as long as it's, it's done correctly. So I was happy for that because I felt like I knew that this is what I wanted for me and my family. And I think it, was, it would be beneficial to my children as well in bringing them up in a healthy atmosphere and being conscious about the food that they eat. And I think that's really important of being conscious about what you eat, where it comes from. Um, I don't know, you know, I know now, you know, there are lots of other organic and healthier versions to meat that they have now, but I think that's a huge part of knowing where your food comes from and the type of and what they endured and putting it into your body, you know? Yeah. Is it going to react well with you or not? So I was happy for that. I had, thankfully, very healthy pregnancies. Um, you know, I had no issues. I was never deficient in anything. Um, I think it was just I had a little bit of low iron at the beginning with my pregnancy with my daughter, but I literally, I mean, I just changed my diet a bit. I tried to include more food that had more iron. Mm -hmm. I took, um, you know, organic prenatal tablets and stuff and everything was fine. Lovely. So, you, so you're they, not missing out anything by being vegan and pregnant. I mean, I could attest to that as well too because I have a healthy four-year-old boy and his pediatricians and stuff like, yeah, he's good to go, you know, from birth to now. But, you know. It's thriving. As long as it's done correctly, you know, because you obviously can have you can eat vegan food and it can be a lot of junk food as well or unhealthy foods. Or, of course, as we were speaking earlier, it can be processed versions to everything. Yes, yes, and, yes. But we don't want to do that, right? Yes, exactly. And especially being pregnant because, you know, you don't want to have like, 
all that going on in your body at the same time. So that's Correct. very important that you pointed that out as well. Good. So tell me, on a typical day, what do you eat? What What would be your typical day food? Oh, my gosh. I don't even know if I can say because right now, I won't lie, with the kids wrong, I think they benefit the most. Um, I kind of just eat what's ever left. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know. What do you cook for them? (laughs) Exactly. So that would be a good question. Um, So luckily, my daughter is really easy to feed. Um, For breakfast, I would say they have a variety. They always have um, a portion of fruit and either, I mean, oats, oats and (laughs) she's actually fed up. She's looking at me now because she's fed up of oats. (laughs) But... Um, they'll have fruit. I would either do, you know, I would do like rice cakes topped with um, topped with peanut butter. They have a lot of peanut butter and fruits for breakfast. Um, I do tofu scrambles a lot for them as well. Um, that's a great way, you know, just to get in enough protein with them. Mm-hmm. Up with veggies because my son is a bit more picky. My baby, weirdly enough, he's a lot pickier than my daughter. So I find ways I need to just kind of head, hide the ve- veggies for him. Um, so I make a lot of like, you know, banana breads and that sort of stuff. I try to be prepared for breakfast because breakfast is challenging. They're waking up at 6.30 and they're hungry. So (laughs) I try to make my breakfast beforehand. So I would make banana breads and that sort of stuff and pack a lot of things in it. Then a lot of veggies in them or fruit in them. And it's ready to go. I just cut that up in pieces and give it to them with a bowl of fruit. Um, so that would be it. And lunch, I would say lunch normally includes you know i've been making well all of my creations at the moment um that's what they've been eating so everything that goes up on my instagram or recipe blog is what we're eating at home (laughs) so you you definitely get to experiment with different foods and one of the good things is that you know you get to taste it both from an adult perspective and then the kids from a kid's perspective so it's all kid-friendly food and correct yeah. So I can't say it's one thing in particular because right now it's a variety. It's whatever I think of the night before that I want to create. Yes. <laughs> I have lots of fun with that. I won't, I won't lie to say I have tons of fun thinking in the night, um, you know, scanning the fridge in my mind of what I have and what I can make the next day. That's good. Very good. And well, I know you, you, you experiment a lot because you have your restaurants and you're doing recipes for your blog and all of that. But can you pinpoint any one of your favorite vegan foods that you'd be like, yes, I can have this anytime? Oh, oh my gosh. I think I would have to say stuffed mushrooms. Mm. Uh, I love stuffed mushrooms. Um, What else would it be? I'm trying to think. Oh, gosh. Um, Oh, my gosh. My Korean bibimbap. I haven't made that in a long time. That's actually one of my favorite dishes. Um, bibimbap is a Korean dish that's basically a rice dish that's um, mixed with a variety of veg, mm-hmm. um, pickled veg and stuff as well. And I love that. I think I could eat that all the time. <laughs> I think you just felt for it. <laughs> I did. I've been dreaming, dreaming about it for a while and it just takes a bit of time to execute. So. Right, I know. And, and being home and everything, it's probably not the fastest dish to get around. Lovely. No. Stuffed mushrooms. Like, 
what would what type of mushrooms do you normally use for your stuffed mushrooms and like give me an example of what you would stuff in in it well i mean i i normally use the portobellas or baby bellas reason is you know um we're not we don't have that much of a variety of mushrooms here um we do get we get some of the imported ones as well but not as much as i would love because i love mushrooms um i wish we had a wider variety but i would usually stuff them with i mean normally i make a tofu mixture a creamy tofu mixture i actually use all the stems and and stuff from the mushrooms that i clean and chop it up and add it with it as well um i think anything mushrooms are my favorite though so that's probably why yes mushrooms definitely is one of our go to as well so i got you with that you can do so many different things with it and burst of different flavors once you add it to it it's like a good base for so many different meals and i've been dying to get my hands on some of those really cool ones you know um you know like the oyster mushrooms and we get those sometimes but i i want a variety yeah. to try some dishes i know i know that's the biggest thing it's like having a variety but portobello is good it's it's a good base you know once you have that as you say you can stuff it you can chop it up you can still add it into pasta dishes so it's good at least you have the portobello options mainly <laughs> you know? definitely yeah. definitely but that's good so but i did want to oh, uh-huh, go sorry you go ahead No, I do want to say with my kids. Um, what I do a lot too. Um, and this actually has to do a lot with my husband. He is the pickiest eater in the house, and he actually stopped eating meat nearly a year now. Um, and that was by his own choice from watching certain documentaries. But he does not like vegetables at all. <laughs> so he's actually the challenging one. So I have found. Um, so a lot of my recipes are actually with him in mind. in converting trying to pack vegetables in certain dishes some of his favorite dishes that he doesn't know so things like mashed potatoes pasta sauces i mean i load them up with veggies and he he doesn't know and he eats it <laughs> so i do that for my kids a lot as well yeah that's definitely a good way so you make sauces with your veggies so it's all grinded and not i guess the chunk of veggies would kind of scare him away Correct. So I always try to avoid buying like pre-made packaged sauces for that reason because I feel like that's a great opportunity to add fresh vegetables and herbs to your dishes. Good. I hope you'll be sharing some of those recipes on your blog. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes. Definitely. So tell us a bit about the Youthful Vegan. You know, I know you it has been a journey with the Youthful Vegan. You didn't just start off as a blog as I said you were the first vegan restaurant in Trinidad and Tobago. and um mm. I, well you no longer have the restaurant at the moment um but i know that mm. you're doing the recipe blog now so tell us all about the, the youthful vegan so basically when i started um so i just had as i said i started from home cooking from home doing small orders and i think i went away on a trip and i just i just fell in love with the idea of having a cafe and a store and trying to focus on spreading you know spreading the vegan movement the plant based diet and how healthy it can be that was my main goal to show that it can be delicious and healthy at the same time and 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 satisfying so i opened the cafe and i had my cafe for 5 years um i loved it it was a wonderful space um we met wonderful people i was able to interact with a lot of wonderful people and customers um you know they were all amazing and i learned a lot through that i was able to experiment of course 
which was the most fun. Um, we experimented with lots of dishes and it just brought, it brought such joy to me just knowing that every time someone ate by me, vegan, whether they were vegan or not or anything, every time they ate a meal by me, it felt really good to know that that was one meal they eating that didn't include an animal, you know, animal products. And, you know, and knowing that they enjoy it, of course, was the best part. So through that, um, basically, I, I reason for closing my store was when I was having my second child, I, I, I wanted to spend that quality time with him that I probably didn't get with my daughter. Um, because I opened the store when I was three months pregnant with her. Um, so when I had my, when I was pregnant, my son, I said, no, I'm going to transition to a different setup at home. I converted my garage into a catering kitchen and I continued wholesaling to a variety of stores. And then with that, after a year of that too, I think I just needed a change. I, I wanted to focus more on my family and my home. So I'm still doing the catering, but on a very small scale. And I'm just having lots of fun with my blogs. I wanted to share some of these recipes. Um, I love it. I am obsessed with food and watching food <laughs> on Instagram, on television. And it just inspired me. I, I wanted to be part of that. I, I, I wanted to share, share some of the foods I loved and that my family loved and that my friends loved. So that's, that's where I am now. Right. So let me ask you with your blog, um, do you yes. incorporate like, because I guess one of the wonderful things is that obviously you could only use what's available to you in the Caribbean. And so therefore Correct. you can, you're able to then boost a lot of myths about being vegan is expensive in the Caribbean or yes. being vegan is boring or we only have um, so many options you're able to definitely break a lot of those myths because you're able to get recipes that you say that's nutritious and delicious on your blog. So do you focus like on, let's say, veganizing local dishes or you try to just do all new creations with what you can get in Trinidad and Tobago? So I do. I do try a bit with recreating some of our local dishes, but um, I won't say that's really my... Mm, my thing I I kind of just create whatever comes to my mind um or that I feel to eat really and truly um in terms of our local cuisine too I mean I grew up in an Indian family and yes I mean we ate meat but a lot of the dishes I were accustomed to eating was already vegetarian yes I mean most of the time that that's what we ate so you know, um, in terms of the Indian food, I would love, I don't feel like I need to recreate some of these dishes, you know, and I still think my mom makes it the best. So if I do, I, I, I use her, um, her advice or some of her recipes. Great. Good. So it's, it, it's good that you're being very creative and would get us out of the box of just the traditional food, but just being creative in the kitchen with what we have available um, and what's there in Trinidad and Tobago and the Caribbean to use. Yep. Yes. So that's very good to know. All right. Um, so tell me, if it is someone comes to you, I, and I'm sure you probably might have had this situation, and wanted to become a vegan or considering a vegan lifestyle, like what advice would you give them? 
Um, well, I think I would, I would say that they probably would feel great. I mean, I think I felt better. Um, as I said, I didn't really have any health issues, but from transitioning to more of a plant-based plant diet, I mean, in about a week or two, I saw differences in my body. Um, I saw how maybe dairy, I think, was affecting me a lot that I didn't even realize. Um, things with my skin, things with like going to the bathroom, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of things change. I mean, weight, I mean, I, I didn't have issues with weight. I didn't want to lose weight or anything, but it came naturally. Um, definitely in terms of energy, you feel better when you eat. I, I, I can attest to this. When you eat a plant-based meal and when you eat meals that are filled with meat and dairy, you feel complete, completely different. And I think anyone who has done both can tell you that. Mm. You don't feel that. Now I'm talking about a healthy plant-based um, meal. Yeah, I agree. Not I something agree. probably processed. Yeah, you feel completely different. You feel light. You don't feel lethargic. And I truly believe with the, um, you know, with that term that if when you eat, you're supposed to feel energized. If you don't feel energized, you're not eating the correct things for your body, you know? Yeah. Just excuse me. Just, just one second. Just give me two minutes. Sorry, Nikki. That's okay. That's okay. But, um, yeah, so that would be it. I think they would feel, they would feel great. Um, also, though, I, want, I, I would say, though, that it is going to be difficult in some ways um, in terms of, Going out to eat is a challenge. You would find that you're probably going to have to make a lot more of your meals, a lot more meals from scratch, especially because it's not that easy to just go and buy. You know, we have more things available right now, but it's not that easy to just go and buy, you know, pre-made stuff then. Uh-huh. Because almost all of them contain, contain some sort of animal product. That is true. So, and would you yeah. say to that, to that point, um, as you say, making your food from scratch, would you say eating out at restaurants, um, is it like doable or is it like a bit difficult to do? Because I know it's not just pre-packed food, but like going to a restaurant for dinner with family or something like that. No, I won't say it's difficult. Um, maybe it can be a little difficult depending on where you're going. Um, especially to some restaurants, you know, they may not be willing to completely change a a recipe, a, a one of their menu items to suit you. Right. And you always want to ask a chef to change the entire one of the entire meals to suit my needs. So I just choose something that I can eat, or something that can simply be substituted, or maybe taken out. The dairy or meat could be taken out. You know. Right. So it's doable. It's definitely doable, but it may take just a little more effort than just, say, going to order off the menu, generally. Yeah. And of course, as we know, um, restaurants such as, like, Japanese restaurants, Indian restaurants, um, Chinese restaurants, you, you, most, of those, most of those restaurants you can find vegan or vegetarian. Yes, I agree. I agree. Because even when I was living in Trinidad and Tobago, I would say, all of those, um, you know, dishes that you call it, I definitely, I would say, yes, you can go to those types of restaurants and you could get something off of the menu that's filling. Because naturally, 
on the menu. So that's good to know. Lovely. So tell us how can my audience or anybody who is interested in the youthful vegan recipes tell me how can they connect with you on social and otherwise? Sure. Well, I mean, through Instagram, I normally post most of my stuff there, like share most of my recipe links on Instagram, which is um, Youthful Vegan, and my website, which is theyouthfulvegan.com. So I share some of my articles there as well, along with recipes. So not only am I sharing recipes, I'm still going to share some, I guess you can call it lifestyle articles as well. And it's going to touch on certain topics such as not only food, but of course, things like um, sustainability, eco-friendly products, reducing your waste. You know, I'm working on something right now, like simple steps on reducing your waste in your household. And, you know, because I think all of that ties into a plant-based lifestyle. Yes. That, that fact of being conscious of not only animals, but, you know, our planet and our impact on on the earth really and truly that's like so that. I, guess. I like that so you would be like a like a resource hub um for persons who well i guess persons around the world really but mainly your caribbean audience who would be able to get information not just on the food side of it but the living a fully vegan lifestyle correct yes perfect Thank you so much. Yeah. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and sharing your vegan story with us and your knowledge as well. Uh, you know, living your vegan lifestyle in Trinidad and Tobago. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast and thank you for coming here. Thank you very much, Nikki. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me and I look forward to seeing lots more from you as well. Of course. Thank you so much. And guys, this is another episode of Vegan Bites with Nikki, the podcast. Thank you for listening. Until next time.